Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 6. This week, the boys are going to give you their takes on the Kyrie Irving situation and what that means for the Nets moving forward. Then they're going to break down the action from NFL Week 5. Thanks for listening. What is going on, Shrey? How are you doing, man? I'm doing as good as I can with uh, how disappointing my team has been. But, yeah, Yo, I'm, listen, I'm fine. Bro. How about you, bro? Man, my team in real life is uh, doing pretty fine. My fantasy team down in the trenches right now. Down in the trenches, bro. We got we to gotta make some changes. But uh, we'll be on to come up eventually, one of these days. Uh, I got to yeah. talk a lot this week, though. A, cra- a lot of crazy stuff happened. Um, but we're going to talk about the NBA first. Obviously, we have Kyrie Irving, who um, still not vaccinated, has been told that. I mean, the Nets have told us that he's not playing. He's literally not playing any of these games this year. Um, Shrey, I'm just gonna let you handle this. You've been saying this for a long, long time about Kyrie, of how he's trying to be different, et cetera, all of this stuff. So I, you know, just let it all out, man. Get everything you got to say about Kyrie off your chest. As, as you all may know. I've always been very critical of Kyrie, not the player, but everything that surrounds Kyrie. I've always been critical of that, and I've always stood by it um, because nothing has changed. It's been the same. He just wants to be different. Um, Ever since he hit that shot against Steph in Game 7 of the Finals, I don't think we've seen the same Kyrie because we had those reports in 2017 that Kyrie was not talking to anyone on the team for like a month. Um, And then obviously the year after that, he requested a trade, um, was tired of getting quote unquote sunned by uh, LeBron. And it's just been drama and injuries and just weird, just him being a weirdo ever since. And um, this just epitomizes it. He's just uh, egotistical, narcissist um he thinks the world is out to get him um tries to make everything about himself um i guess he just lives off conspiracy theories but i because i've heard some reports that he thinks the government is giving out this vaccine to control him and um i was just not surprised when it came out that it when he that he wasn't getting vaccinated and um it has come to the point where he is not going to be playing for the Brooklyn Nets this season. And um, I just think it's incredibly selfish. I think he's a clown. Um, he's an absolute cancer to a team that is trying to win a title. Um, two years ago, obviously, he got injured, wasn't able to play in the bubble. Um, Kevin Durant wasn't able to play in the bubble. So that's a wasted year. Last year, obviously, Kyrie got hurt in the playoffs. Um, obviously, he went on a sabbatical. He was going on sabbaticals. He was just disappearing from the team. Steve Nash had no idea where he was. Um, and Brooklyn wasn't able to win a title last year. So that's another season um, in your prime that is just wasted from injuries and drama. And now when he's finally healthy, when Kevin Durant is finally healthy, um, Brooklyn seems ready to go. Um, he makes it about himself. And that's something he's done for his entire career. And um, I don't see how there's anyone who can defend it, honestly. Like, Kenny, for the longest, was like, oh, yeah, let it, just let him be him. And all these Kyrie supporters were just like, let him be him. Like, he's his own person. This is affecting the team. This is just outright just him being selfish. And um, it's really disappointing. Um, I just think, I, like, I can't. I can't. I just can't anymore with him. Um, dude just wants to be different. Mr. Rebel with the cause. Um, I just can't do it anymore. Um, I'm out on Kyrie. I'm out on the Brooklyn Nets as the favorite in the East if they don't have um, Kyrie Irving. Um, Because he's great on the court. Like, I have no Mm -hmm. issues with him on the court. Um, He put in a lot of effort defensively last year. I really like the way he played. But everything surrounding the – the aura of Kyrie is just, um, it's just toxic. And um, he's really letting K- his, his quote unquote best friend KD down. Yeah, this is, um, I got to agree with everything you said. I feel like for the longest time, um, the Brooklyn Nets and, and all the teams that Kyrie has played for has just dealt with it because, you know, everything that Kyrie did before, before this whole vaccination thing, it was, um, 
you could say, you know, it was the flat earth thing was his opinion. I mean, who cares about that? He was, just, you know, like he was like you said, he was just being different. And then we have last year, um, right before the season starts, about how he gives the – I think he, he made the pawn comment of how we're just all pawns in the – all the, the NBA players are just pawns in this, in this whole situation. Um, and then, you know, all this stuff that he was saying didn't actually affect the team. We don't need a coach. Yeah, we don't need a coach. He said that uh, about Steve Nash. I mean, he was just saying all these different quotes. And it seemed to not affect – the team at all, you know, at any point. Like, I feel I don't know what they talked about in the locker room or anything, but it seemed like the Brooklyn Nets were fine. They were rolling. The only problem they dealt with last year was injuries, which uh, we saw affect them in the, against Milwaukee in the second round. When Harden went down, he came back, and he wasn't 100%, and Kyrie went down. But now this, this situation right here, Kyrie literally just quit on his team. This is what it seems like. Um, you're in the NBA. This isn't about just you, bro. This is not about you getting vaccinated. It's about keeping other people around you safe. Not just the players around you. We're talking about the fans, the coaching staff. There's a lot of people out there, but you're deciding not to get vaccinated and, and pretty much sit out the entire year. So the Nets are losing an entire roster spot because you decided to be selfish mm. and not show up to... They still got to pay him for the away games. That's what I'm saying. And not, and not play any of these games. You can't even go to practice, I believe. It's just you're literally on your own. Um, you shouldn't be in the NBA if you're going to keep this attitude up. I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't tennis. This isn't golf. This isn't boxing. This is basketball. You're on the court. You share the court with five other guys, five, four, four other teammates. The way you're going about this is 100% selfish. There is no defending Kyrie Irving anymore. If he doesn't step on the court at all this game, I, his legacy is going to be shattered I don't care if he hit that shot over over Steph. He has the talent. We all knew that Kyrie had the talent to be all, a Hall of Famer. But this is just, I mean, there's just no words for it. There's mm-hmm. no words for it. We don't know what I spe- I mean, and you're also playing in New York's in New York City. The city, one of the cities that were probably most heavily impacted by the pandemic and all this. And you still decided not to get the vaccine, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. The thing that pisses me off the most is that he was Kobe's guy and like what yeah. what is this like i don't know everyone's like i, I just can't do it anymore I, i'm so done with them um stephen a was right man stephen a was right all along and people were getting mad at stephen a for saying all this stuff but i at this point how can you defend Kyrie, bro there's nothing yeah he just I mean, got everything people, is about Ken- himself if he gets traded out of him yeah when you got kenny out yeah. on him you know it you know it's uh you know it's over bro Mm-hmm. You know he's messed even up with the trade head. rumors. They're they're just sitting in such a horrible spot. They can't even trade him if he wanted to because all these reports are coming out that he will retire if he gets traded. So they're just in Brooklyn's just in a horrible spot right now. He is really just making every, the world just revolve around him, and um, that's what I've always thought about him. And this really confirms it. You know, I I, I think. The Nets are still good enough to win the finals with just Kyrie or just Harden and KD. And I hope they do. I hope they win the finals this year and Kyrie sits at home and watches the entire thing. That would be the best situation ever. I'm rooting for the Nets with, uh, without Kyrie. Uh, it's going to be harder for them to win. But if they do win, <laughs> that would be a story, wouldn't it? That would be a story. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all I got to say about the, uh, the Kyrie situation. Now we can move on. We'll talk more about the Nets next week in our NBA preview. Um, but we got to move on to the NFL now. Let's refocus. Let's talk about the first game, most important game of the of the week. We got the Chiefs and the Bills. I mean, listen, the Chiefs. I don't know. They were my Super Bowl pick. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> that defense is tragic. It's it's absolutely terrible. Um, I said earlier, if if either Tyreek or Kelsey goes down. This Chief team won't make the playoffs. I don't know if they will. I don't. I honestly don't think they will. What? I wow. still. Don't, I still don't think they will. Dude, look, Kelsey and Tyreek, man. What, like the, the Chiefs. I've seen so many drop. This team is just so in, uncharacteristic. They lost Clyde Edwards-Helaire um, on a gruesome knee injury. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. 
I, I don't know, man. This new look offensive line. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is still like he's just running, running for around. his life. He's running for his life out there. He threw it 54 times and he didn't, and uh, he only got 272 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. If this team loses another weapon, bro, it's going to be a lot of trouble. But the defense, that defense is awful. Bro. The worst I've ever seen. Um, John throwing 300 yards on 15 completions. Hell, any sense. Uh, he also ran the ball for 60 yards on 11 carries. And Boston is like, I mean, he's balling. I saw that crazy uh, play right before the half. The Bills, I thought the weather delay would help the game, but uh, I mean, the, the Bills kept their foot in the pedal the entire game. And uh, yeah, they put the thing out early. I have not seen Eric before the end of the game in such a long time. Mm-hmm. The Bills are something serious. And I think if the, if the Bills end up getting the ones through there, I don't see any way that go up to in the playoffs. I just this, this needs to change immediately. If Steve's going to struggle, it, it, if they make the playoffs, because I mean, I, the Chargers right now are two games above them with a tiebreaker, so it's going to be a hard, hard climb for the Chiefs. Um, if anybody can do it, though, it's Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see. Yeah, um, and that defense, I re- I think I remember mentioning it against um, or in our preview. Um, for the NFL season. It just is not good. Mm. Um, it's not good, and that's why I had the Bills as my Super Bowl pick. And I think this is also a classic case of just uh, Super Bowl hangover. And um, the teams that lose the Super Bowl the next year, it's just something that's there. Like They, they either start off slow and can't really um, make up the ground, or they're just not as dominant or – not as efficient as they were the year prior. And it's looking like it this year because Mahomes has, I think, what, double the picks he had last year? He has, he has as many picks as he had in five games as he had all last year, six, yeah. six interceptions. So it looks like this offense is really trying to pick up the defensive side of the ball because they can't stop a cold, as Stephen A. Smith <laughs> said. They can't stop a parked car. Um, and it feels like the offense has to – just go bombs away every single possession. Otherwise, um, they're just not going to be able to stay in games, even the games they've won um, against Cleveland and against uh, the Eagles. They still had to put up a lot of points. They had to put up 30-plus mm-hmm. points. Um, they allowed a Eagles team that looked very incompetent versus the Cowboys to put up 30 and arguably should have put up more because they had two touchdowns that got called back. Mm-hmm. So um, – the defense is looking uh, real, real um, vulnerable. Um, it's just been – I mean, Sorensen, um, he just yeah. can't play deep. Um, they should not have him be playing deep anytime because he's gotten burnt every single game they've lost pretty much. Um, and um, uh, Frank Clark is not what he used to be um, prior um, to his injuries and all his legal troubles. Um, Chris Jones is still adjusting to that defensive end spot. Um, Yo, I mean, sorry, can you no, hear me? Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, they just don't look like the same team. I think they'll still make the playoffs. I think their schedule will soften up, but the fact that all their losses have been against good teams um, is really concerning. And I don't see any signs of this defense really improving. It's not like they're going to have any reinforcements. I don't see any trades happening because of the cap space. Um, this dynasty or what people thought would be a dynasty uh, might not be it anymore because there are so many talented quarterbacks in the AFC. Obviously, you have Justin Herbert and the Chargers who look like they're going to have a really bright future with Brandon Staley at the helm. You got Josh Allen and the Bills who are also very young. Um, just look like they have a better roster right now. I honestly didn't think their defense would be this good, but I mean, they were just, they didn't blitz at all. I think they blitzed like two or three plays the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were still getting to Mahomes. Like he had to run around a lot. Um, a lot of, a lot of those plays would have been sacked sacks if um, there was another quarterback, but Mahomes has the escapability to, you know, like extend plays and, um, the Bills' defense was just playing sound, um, especially in coverage. Obviously, this doubling Tyreek thing has become a huge thing in stopping the Chiefs. Um, if you can just 
make them like dink and dunk and force them to just, you know, have mm-hmm. long drive, long sustained drives, there's an increased chance of there's, there, there'll be turnovers. And um, we've seen that four turnovers for the Chiefs. That's uh, some, uh, that's a rare sight to see. Um, and as for the Bills, um, they're, they're looking like the best team in the, the league right now. Um, yeah. Defense is so much better than last year. Greg Russo, that entire defensive line is very improved. Um, they have a, like eight or nine guys that they just switch switch off throughout the game, uh, which really helps in terms of keeping them um, fresh throughout the game. And mm-hmm. um, the secondary obviously has a lot of studs. And um, the offense, I mean, Dawson Knox is now a viable threat. And then obviously you have – Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, um, digs that they haven't had to use much so far. And Josh Allen's just a beast. Um, a lot of the things you can do um, are just, I mean, they're just so rare. The hurdle um, just throws the ball on a rope. That touchdown to Sanders was just yeah. absolute rope. Mm-hmm. Um, just very impressive. Um, I think he's in the top three for the MVP right now. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, for sure. I think Josh Allen's up there. Um, this Bills team knows how, I mean – they are not just beating teams. They are blowing the bricks mm-hmm. out of these teams. We're talking about two shootouts, one against the Dolphins, one against the Texans, and against Washington. The the, the smallest margin of victory for them this year was 18 points, which is against the Chiefs. So they're 4-1. and one. They're in blowing, they, they, Yeah, in Arrowhead. Um, I mean, they're looking like – if I could compare them to an NBA team, it's the Milwaukee Bucks, bro. In the regular season, the Bucks are just destroying teams. Uh, this this Bills offense looks very balanced. They're using the run game a lot more. Zach Moss is getting more involved. Uh, Devin Singletary is getting more carries, especially when they're up. I mean, last year I felt like it was just Josh Allen, but this mm-hmm. year they're balancing a little bit more. Uh, we saw, I think it was twenty-seven rushes total this game. Uh, Zach, Zach Moss, Moss and, has been running yeah. well too. Like they've just been their offense has been besides that first game, it's been very efficient and just mm-hmm. like they they're very balanced now. Uh, yeah, this this Bills team early is looking very scary. I would not want to play them. Um, moving on, though, we got to talk about Thursday night football. We got the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, is this the end of the, the Seahawks as we know it? Yeah. I, that's my question I got to ask because Russell Wilson goes down and Geno Smith comes up and, he, you know, he, he, he threw some punches over there. He got 131 yards and a touchdown, but that late interception that cost the game. But Geno Smith looked okay. Uh, I think with some film on him next week, whoever the, the, whoever the Seahawks play, the Steelers, yeah, they're going to get to Geno Smith a lot and then he's going to struggle. And then the Seahawks, I think the season's over for them. I think Russ is missing maybe four to five weeks with a, with a broken finger. Um. The Seahawks, you know, <laughs> they can't stop a nosebleed, bro. This is this this defense. You can just run through them all day. Um, it, it's bad. It's Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams and nothing else. You have you have gaping holes all over the field. Jamal Adams is trying to headhunt every time. Sometimes we'll miss some tackles. The Seahawks, yeah, or a bow coverage. The Seahawks, I feel like Pete Carroll has lost a little bit of control of this team. It seems like they're not as fired up as they used to be. Um, offensively, I feel like the team is, is good enough to compete with the best in the NFL with Russell Wilson. But after you lose Russell Wilson, um, I don't know I don't know where this team is going to go. This might be Pete Carroll's last season in Seattle or as a head coach in the NFL. He's getting up there in age. Uh, the a- NFC West is changing hands for sure now. I think what used to be Seattle and San Francisco's division – is now solidly looking like the Rams and Cardinals competing for a few years because um, the Seahawks, I think the, the reign of Pete Carroll may be coming to an end. And the Seahawks, um, these years of consistent good football from the Seahawks is, is I think, I think it's over now. Mm-hmm. I think this, that injury really is going to show the deficiencies of um, the Seahawks. And we already saw that the defense is an absolute issue and we're just going to see that the personnel offensively the line isn't that great and Russ was doing a lot of a lot of things by himself and we're just going to see that um Pete Carroll is just a bit outdated at this point um, mm-hmm. he's a defensive coach and their defense has sucked for the last three years and it's just continuing to get worse um, Bobby Wagner is getting up there in age. He's still great, but 
how long is he going to be able to sustain this play, especially when he has to he has to get 17 tackles in yeah. some games. Like, it's insane. Like, he's all over the field. Um, and the rest of their, their corners were just, I mean, they're not that good. Um, the D-line is all right outside of uh, Carlos Dunlap. And they traded two first-round picks for um, Jamal Adams. Like, when you trade two first-round picks in the NFL, I think you're expecting a bit more production out of him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's underwhelmed for the price they got him at. Desperate um, move. Very yeah, desperate move. It was a very desperate move. And it just looks like um, the Seattle magic of being tw- like 10 and 6 to 12 and 4. Sneaking the wild card every yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I think it's over. Um, I think Russ might ask for, actually ask for a trade this offseason because where, what is the direction? Um, I feel like this could be Pete Carroll's last year. And even if he stays, um, they don't have a first round pick, I believe, in this upcoming no, draft. Not. Um, and, um, they don't have much cap space, so it's not like they can sign many impact free agents. The schemes are looking outdated. Um, so it it looks, the future looks pretty bleak in Seattle. I think the season is pretty much over. I don't think Russ is going to come back earlier than four weeks. And in this division, in this conference, it's going to be hard to make up that ground. So it looks like, uh, it's gonna be a lost year for the Seahawks. If they, if they if they lose the next three or four games and they're like two and seven, I don't see Russ. I don't see uh, there be a reason for Russ to come back. I think he should mm-hmm. sit out for the rest of the seasons and you know play it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got to move on and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. Um, the one o'clock game. You know, I don't. I got a, I got a few questions about this game. Are the Carolina Panthers that hot start? Was that fluke? Because Sam Darnold looked a little bit like his old self. Um, mm-hmm. The Eagles' pass rush did step up to the plate, though, man. They were getting a lot of pressure. Yes. Um, I mean, Alex Singleton is nice. The, they got some pieces on this team. I think the, the Seahawks, Hargrave. Yeah. That team is nice. Um, you got, I think this team has a lot of good pieces to move in the future. I still don't think the Eagles are ready yet. Uh, Jalen Hurts struggled a little bit. I, you know, there's still a lot of questions on Jalen Hurts. He did get a couple rushing touchdowns at the end of the game to in order to uh, win. But I mean, for the Panthers, I think they just miss Christian McCaffrey, bro. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think, I mean, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard is nice, but I, I feel like he's not going to give that same McCaffrey energy where a defense, like a player, has to stay on him at all times. Um, I, I think. The, the Panthers' offense is stagnating just a little bit. Um, mm. They miss McCaffrey. I don't, I don't think people realize how much McCaffrey does for this offense, bro. Like they can't get they, anything cheap. They, yeah, they can't get anything cheap. You know, DJ Moore. It, I feel like McCaffrey helps open up the entire offense. You got mm. players just hovering over McCaffrey's side the entire time, and now you got players. I mean, I was I was expecting a lot more from Robbie Anderson this year. Um, this this Panthers' offense is missing one piece i want to see what what they do when mccaffrey comes back and then i, I can really uh give you an actual an actual prediction of what carolina is going to be yeah um question mark for me i just can't tell some sometimes he looks really good and then other times he looks really bad it's just very hot and cold with him so i can't really get a finger on him um so i just we just got to see more he's a young dude mm-hmm. um to evaluate him. Um, the Eagles line, <coughs> excuse me, the Eagles D line looked really good, but obviously the Panthers O line is one of the worst in the league. And um, Sam Darnold looked rattled. It looks like, it looked like he was playing for the Jets that game. Um, <laughs> and, but obviously he, if the picks were on him, all three of them were pretty bad. And um, they were up, they're up 12 points in this game. They had all the momentum. They're playing at home. So, um, I think most of this loss is on him because you can't be giving away a game like that in, in which you're leading um, by turning over the ball. And he just did not look comfortable um, behind that offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to have to see how they really play with um, McCaffrey because he is a huge part of their offense. Um, he is probably behind Henry, the most important running back in the league for a team. And, um, I think we're going to have to see a little bit more with him in the lineup to really um, evaluate the Panthers because their defense, I mean, their defense is so good. They, Hassan Reddick was a great underrated pickup for them. 
And mm-hmm. obviously, they have Gilmore waiting in the wings. Um, J.C. Horn is going to come back at some point. And the rest of their secondary is really nice. They have a nice pass rush, good linebackers. They didn't have Shaq Thompson. I think, the got, uh, I think they got C.J. Henderson, too. Yeah, he, exactly. He's a former first-round pick, so they, they're yeah. looking pretty good. Yeah, so all Darnold has to do when McCaffrey comes back is kind of just manage the game. Um, hopefully the offensive line can get more cohesive throughout the year and improve. Um, but, yeah, I think they will be a pretty decent team and vie for a wild-card spot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, they were just uh, – this. that was just a gritty win for them. Um, the pass def- their pass defense is all right. Um, the run defense is not that good, but um, obviously Hubbard is not the threat that McCaffrey is. So, um, yeah, I think the Eagles, they'll, they'll have their share of wins where, like, oh, like, they're a pretty, like, pesky team that can mm-hmm. – um, they can they can push decent to good teams, um, even though they're not great themselves. So, um, yeah, they're definitely an interesting team in the division. Um, I, I think they look better than Washington right now, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of Washington, we're going to move over to that game in FedEx Field. Uh, New Orleans Saints took care of business. And uh, let me say, you know, the football team could have put this game out in the first half, in all honesty, in my opinion. Um, if Landon Collins is not playing safety, if they don't blow some coverage, this, this very well could have been like a 17-0 start for the Washington football team. Uh, two early Jameis Winston turnovers. And, um, you know, I, I honestly think a lot of people in this area are slandering Taylor Heineke, saying that was his worst game, which it, it very might well be. But that defense, though, I mean, might be the most overrated defense in the league. Coming into this league, I was expecting – coming into this year, I was expecting a top five defense. I only expected the entire D-line to get better. I thought the secondary could hold its ground. But obviously, when you got Deontay Harris running, running right back by you um, – Marquez Callaway going crazy. It's <laughs> I, you know I can't put this all on one player, but Landon Collins needs to go. He simply needs to go. He's too old. I don't know why he's back there, bro. Um, and I, yeah, he can't keep up with players anymore. He's, he's a little old and he's too slow. Uh, Jameis finally looked like a, a little bit of old Jameis. He looked a little um, a little careless with the ball, which I like. He's just throwing that thing up, especially the hail mary, bro. That hail mary. I know straight as a Washington fan, you got to be the most frustrating, frustrated you've ever been. Um, you can't give up free points in this league, especially a free touchdown right before the half. None of the players jumped. And for the Washington football team, Taylor Heineke did play his worst game. But what do you expect? He's an undrafted free agent, uh, a former math tutor, and you can't put this whole game on him. He did have some nice throws. made some. I mean, I, I, at the end of the game, he started forcing. Uh, the first pick was bad. The second pick was even worse. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the football team is – they are what they are. They were overperforming last year, and now we're kind of seeing their, their true colors this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, is, this team is just simply bad. Um, I've been, like – I've been trying to think, like, where can I put the blame? I think they're just not a good football team right now. <coughs> um when the defense forces turnovers, the offense can't really get it going. They can't punch it in. They're settling for field goals instead. And then on the then when we are forcing turnovers, we have miscues in the back end and we let go a huge touchdown, inexcusable. So it's just bad all around the board. Um, yeah, Landon Collins, that was the only snap he played deep the whole game. And that was a <laughs> touchdown. So they did listen to me and played him at linebacker. Oh, man. But um, there are just so many other miscues. Like, how are you not prepared for a Hail Mary when they're at the 50-yard line? Like, that that pissed me off so much. As soon as he threw the ball, I was like, oh, my God, this this is not good. And nobody jumped. Like, how do you not jump on a jump ball? And then their excuse was we were prepared for a 10-yard out. Right Bro, after the their, ball's <laughs> their kicker missed an extra point earlier. Like, why? Like, their kicker is Cody Parkey. Why are you scared of a 10-yard out? Like, that is inexcusable. Um, and you know it's Sean Payton, bro. He's going to pull something out of it. Exactly. Game. Like, how can you not be prepared for that? Ron Rivera has played against um, Sean Payton a numerous amount of time. <laughs> 
and you're just not ready for that. Uh, just all around the board coaching. Um, I think the picks were just, the picks were really really bad on Heineke's part. Um, but I have to put this. I have to put most of the blame on the defense because they were supposed to be much better than this, and they're one of the worst in the league right now. The secondary has so many communication errors. There's so many busted coverages. Um, the D line just can't get the consistent pressure. Chase Young finally had a sack, forced a fumble, but they just don't get that consistent pressure in- enough. Um, and that's kind of what they depended on last year. And they were the second best pass defense because of that. The corners didn't have to hold mm-hmm. up for as long, and um, they were they were making it tough on the quarterback. And it just isn't this year, and um, it's just unfortunate to see because uh, I just don't like they it, they just don't look good at all. Um, I, I think they're just not a good football team this year, and um, it's looking like it could be a rough week this week against the Chiefs, considering how many miscues we've had on the back end. Trey, if you were the the GM of the football team, and you know you say a lot about the defense, how would you fix this team? Um, it has to start. It has to start with the quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I just uh, a lot of the throws, like Heineke does, make a lot of great plays, um, but there he is limited, and um, you can't like with all these great quarterbacks in the league right now. You can't have a quarterback who's severely limited and the arm strength and just the overall um, ability, um, it's it's not there from Heineke. Um, a lot of balls just hang and open receivers end up having defenders catch up to them and, and are able to tip the ball away or possibly even pick it. So um, I think it has to start at the quarterback. I don't know what we can do. Hopefully we could trade for Rodgers or something because this year's quarterback class isn't as talented as this past year's. So, yeah, I think it has to start at the QB. And if these mistakes continue, it might have to be um, the coaching staff. Mm. Wow. And I'm not talking about Ron Rivera. I'm talking about the quarterback. Jack Del Rio? Yes. Wow. Okay. All right, moving on, we got to talk about Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, lighting it up, inserting himself back into the MVP conversation, bro. This man, Brady, he doesn't age. I'm convinced at this point. He gets better as the years go on. Um, Not much to say about about Tom Brady. I mean, 411 yards, five touchdowns. I have nothing else to say. Antonio Brown did his thing. Mike Evans did his thing. They combined for four touchdowns. And just know – um, this is without Gronk. When Gronk comes back, this offense is only going to get stronger. Tampa Bay, I think, even though they lost to the Rams, I, I, I have a gut feeling that if they played each other once again, Tampa Bay would whoop them. Uh, the Rams aren't playing the craziest football. And in terms of the Dolphins, got to be the most disappointing team in the league. Uh, I know Tua's hurt, but I don't know if Tua can overcome 45 points uh, mm-hmm. that this defense gives up. This defense last year was so opportunistic. They got so many turnovers. And uh, now they're just they're just not good. This defense is, I feel like last year they were bend but don't break, and this year they're just breaking all over the place. Um, I mean, I, I hope I hope Byron Jones is happy. I hope Byron Jones is happy. That's awesome. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he was getting lit up um, <laughs> on oh, Sunday. Uh, yeah. Um, this defense, if they can't force turnovers, they're really not that good. Um, they don't have, like, an impact pass rusher. They don't have like, – like, their linebackers are good, but they're not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I mean, the corners, they're just not playing as well as they, uh, you, uh, you'd think they play considering how much they're paid. Um, Byron Jones, one of the highest paid corners just has underperformed that contract. Um, their safeties aren't that great either. So if you're not forcing turnovers, you're going to be able to get yards on them. And that's what Tom Brady did. Um, just looked amazing out there. Um, absolute dots everywhere. Um, he, I, I just can't tell he's 44. Like it's, it's just crazy how, um, well he's aged. Um, he really is the GOAT. Um, just a casual 405 touchdowns. Like nobody even talks about it. Um, he's just amazing. He's amazing. The Bucks offense was clicking on all cylinders. Um, Lombardi Lenny was running over people, making people miss. Um, I think he's improved as a receiver, honestly. Um, They use him a lot. They trust him. Um, he does have his occasional drops, but 
I think he's a lot more trustable this year than he was last year as a receiver. And they're a little more committed to the run. They ran him a lot these last two games. And um, they look poised for another run. I don't think um, this is, like, the best version of the Bucks. obviously. They have a mm-hmm. lot of injuries on defense. Um, but offensively, even without Gronk, even without whoever um, on the line, like, they can still make up for it because they have so much depth and they have the GOAT at quarterback. So, mm. um, yeah, they're going to be a good team. Um, once they get healthy, they're going to be really scary, and I look for them to be in that Super Bowl um, come, uh, what, the second week of February now? Yep, I think so. Yeah. Oh, man, moving on, we got the Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, six missed field goals in this game and a missed, and a missed extra point. Uh, final score, 25-22. Packers pull it off. Um, Aaron Rodgers, solid game, 27-39, 344, two touchdowns and a pick. Aaron Jones ran all over the field. Uh, I think he had 100 yards on 14 carries. Devontae Adams, though, bro, this guy is just – this man, Aaron Rodgers has a crush on him, I swear. 16 every, targets. Every single time I see – every single time I, I, I turn on red zone or red zone turn like it's, it's Rodgers Devontae every single time. But it's like, no, he's going to come back and no, Devontae and none of them. It's the most lethal combo. Vontae is the best receiver. I don't want to. I don't want to hear this. You know, there are arguments for D Hop or whatever. Three years consistently now. I think. Uh, I mean, if Devontae goes down, this offense is. Right. Um, in terms of the Bengals, though, I gotta give up. Fighters. I don't know if they're serious. If they're like real, a real team yet, but they're fighters, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they figure out they have a backup running back. Is solid as a backup. Uh, he didn't do those yards. Um, Joe was figured out. I know he throws some bad picks, but he's a gritty guy. He'll get, he'll get knocked down. He'll get right back up, throw a haymaker at you. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, is going to anchor this receiving core for so, for the next few years. Uh, I think the Bengals are, are moving in the right direction. I don't know if they're going to be in contention of anything just. Um, give it a couple years. Just let Joe Burrow get. I place in this league. He's gonna be good. Um, the bank. I think they might. I mean, this might be these. Uh, they might be the return ten and six angles every year with um, Mark Andy. Uh, yeah, with Andy Dalton. Oh, Marvin Mar- 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 Lewis and, yeah. and Marvin Lewis. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Mason Crosby, the man. Bro, the Rogers savior. Every single time we. What do you mean, the Rogers savior? He has to have three game-winning drives for him to finally care. make one. I don't care. Mason had something to do with um, Bryce McPherson's missed field goals, bro. He knew what he was up to. He's a wide man. He's killed us so many times. The I the only trinity is simple, man. Aaron Rodgers, Adams. I'll leave Aaron Jones out for now. And then you got Mason Crosby, the legend himself. Um, yeah, again, the Packers are rolling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a funny game to watch. Definitely, I've never seen that many missed kicks yeah. in such a short amount of time. And um, I think Devonte Adams was reading our chats or something because Kenny, <laughs> with that Tyreek Hill is the best receiver. Oh take. my god! Come on now. After one good game, come on. I mean, Devontae, you can double him. You can triple him. His route running is exquisite. Like, he is the best route runner in the league. And he has some of the best hands in the league. And he, if oh, – Rodgers always finds a way to get him the ball. Um, 16 targets. Um, like, the dude, yeah, he does have a crush on him. Um, he had 200 yards. Um, it, he, like he could not be guarded, and this Bengals defense is isn't bad. Like they're they're okay. They have some players, um, and the fact that it was just so so easy for Adams this week, just so impressive. Definitely the best receiver in the league, um, um, ahead of Hop um, and Hill, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the Bengals. Uh, I think they can definitely. Um, they're definitely a like top 15 team i'd say um they're coming up they're coming up for sure yeah they're on the come up jamar chase has looked awesome this year um they have weapons they have a lot of weapons t higgins boyd um mixon when he's healthy and um purine showed some good flashes that 
he failed to show with Washington. Um, <laughs> you just had fumbleitis for us. Um, so, yeah. And then, obviously, Uzama had a breakout game against uh, the Bengals. So, they do yeah. have weapons. Um, the line is okay, I guess. Um, Burrow, um, he is a wild man. He takes some punishment. Um, I just pray for him because he's a, he's a good dude. He has a lot of swag. Um, he's a good quarterback. But he um, – the, the organization and sometimes himself puts himself in harm's way. And um, sure. it's really dangerous considering he's coming off a very serious knee injury. Um, I just hope he can stay healthy because this Bengals team does have a pretty bright future in my opinion. I watched Joe, uh, Joe Burrow just, just flash. He's trying to make the craziest plays sometimes. But it, it's great mm-hmm. to see Joe. He's, he is exactly what the league needs, man. Mm-hmm. Great, and uh, yeah. I love players like that. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, well, just one thing on Rogers. Uh, that just your classic walk in the park. You know, I mean, classic. Like, that's I'm, my, not that's even that, I'm not even. I'm not even like. I'm not even that impressed. Like the standards are so high. Like he's gonna have his 403 touchdowns soon. But yeah, no, go ahead. I'll tell you that. Moving on. Oh, um, we got. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know to do this. Oh, oh big bro. This, I don't know who he is, bro. Maybe he heard the haters got one game left and he decided to ball out. Uh, I game here. They run the ball a lot. Uh, Najee Harris is the truth for that team. They did lose Juju um, for the season, I believe. He took a nasty, nasty hit. And um, Juju is going to be out for the rest of the season. But, I mean, the rest of the receivers did their thing. Chase Claypool uh, stepped up to the plate, 130 yards, touchdown. Deontay Johnson, one long catch. Like, he gets that every single game. Big Ben, though. I, I don't even know what to do about Big Ben. Like, I slandered him last week, and this week he played well. Um, against a good secondary, against the Denver secondary, which I, I think is top 10 in the league. Um, the defense played well. Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like he wasn't his – I mean, he wasn't his best self. Uh, maybe it was to do with the concussion from last week. But, uh, yeah, I, the Corland Suns came out to play. I just think the Steelers, they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. They're going to somehow – or 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, whatever. They're going to somehow limp their way over there with Big Ben. They're going to push Big Ben in a wheelchair all the way to 9-8 and eight or 8-9, eight and nine, wherever he gets them. And, yeah, this is a classic Steelers game, man. I, they, they will never go away. I will, I will say that. They will never go away. Yeah, I mean – um, the, the Steelers are hard to get a grip on. Um, the Broncos just, I mean, they just look like they, um, are not the team they were in the first three weeks when they played pretty, um, bad opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they made some questionable decisions on defense. Like they had at one point on third down, they had Von Miller and man coverage on Claypool and he had, he got a pass for like 60 yards. Um, it was just perplexing to me, but yeah, big Ben, um, looked pretty good against, uh, I mean, I'd say a good defense, um, and a good defensive coach. Um, and I think they're, they'll probably be three and three by the end of, um, this upcoming week. Cause they're going with Geno Smith and the Seahawks. So the Steelers yeah. could be back on track. Um, finally ran the ball with Najee Harris. Um, Steelers team, man. It's too funny. It's too funny. It's just funny to watch. I know, like they're gonna give the fans hope, and Big Ben is gonna have one of those games where he looks like he's washed again. So, uh, oh, yeah, um, the Broncos. They, I just think the injuries are getting to them. Um, offensively, they've lost a lot of players, a lot of weapons. Hopefully, Judy can come back soon, and um, the the defense just has to play better. You can't be letting Big Ben do that to you. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's why I take. Uh, moving on, we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants in Jerry World. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, I wasn't very impressed with this game. I mean, we're reversing the the B team, the B offense for the Giants. Uh, I mean, you're whenever whenever you're reversing Mike Glennon, you know you're going to win the game. Danny Dimes, uh, I, I hope for a speedy recovery. I saw the hit, and when he got up, I mean, man, my man was stumbling, bro. He was stumbling to get back to the huddle. Uh, I'll give him credit though. Uh, I don't, I still don't know why he tried to. Go up, uh, dive with his head first into the goalpost because um, they're going to go for it regardless on fourth down. Um, and then in terms of the Cowboys, they look sluggish. 
I'm like, like the final score was 44-20, and most of the part was because the Giants lost their entire offense. Um, but in the first half, it was 10-10. to We didn't look good. Uh, Dak Prescott, this was – I think it was like the one – the day before the anniversary of his – um, his injury last year against the same team in the same place. So I think he looked like he's seen a ghost. Uh, he played, I mean, it wasn't particularly well for the first quarter of the game. Uh, the turnovers came to bite us, especially early in the game. I think we were dominating yards and then we got, we got down to the red zone um, in the second drive. And then we had a fumble. And then the first drive, Dak threw a tip, pick that, a tip pass that was picked. The team looked a little sluggish. Zeke ran all over this team, though. Zeke really carried the load today. I can't even lie. And him and Tony Pollard. Pollard. Him and Tony Pollard. Him and Tony Pollard. Don't forget, Tony Pollard, 14 carries, too, for 75 yards. That's solid. Uh, Zeke had 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. We saw Keller Moore, though. My man's wants a head coaching job ASAP, bro. You saw that little play he had, that little play mm-hmm. design, the fake toss, to look back in the middle, and then throw it back to Zeke. That was, that was nice. Um, the Cowboys did what they needed to do. They won the game. I got to give them credit for that. But um, in terms of the, the, the team they played, the Giants, uh, their, their offense, <laughs> if Jason Garrett's there, bro, you're not expecting anything out of it. Daniel Jones could – I mean, the only completion he had before he got injured that was impressive was that, that he just chucked it up for uh, – I think it was Kadarius Tony, And Tony, bro, that man is going to be a special, special player. When you have a combination of speed and route running – we saw this man at Florida, bro. He went crazy. I'm surprised he slipped in the draft. Um, he's going to be a bright, bright spot for this Giants team in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose Saquon off a – I mean, it was it was gross yeah. to see, man. Yeah. It was – I was so – I feel bad for Saquon. He didn't need to get hurt. Um, I hope for a speedy recovery. They lose Galladay as well. Uh, the Giants – this Giants team, man, uh, I think after the brightest spot of the season beating the Saints, I don't know – I don't know what they, what's going to happen with them. But uh, in terms of the division, Cowboys are two games up now. Mm-hmm. We got New England coming to town, and uh, we can win this game, and everybody else can lose because uh, I, I think everybody else in the division will lose. It's, we're going to be looking good. We're going to be smooth sailing to the playoffs. Hopefully, mm-hmm. knocking on wood, man. I I don't want to jinx this team. I don't want to jinx this team. Don't say that, bro. Don't don't say that, man. <laughs> Next week, I swear, you guys are. Oh, you guys got KC and then Chief. the Packers. You got Chiefs Chief. and the Packers. Okay, never mind. Bro, it's over, dog. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, the Cowboys look good. I can't even lie. Um, their offense looks pretty unstoppable, especially with Zeke toting the rock like that and Pollard obviously sprinkling in yards. Um, but, yeah, it looks like a bounce-back season from Zeke. I think um, I predicted this, um, and you've refused to believe it, but I, I, all those pictures of him slimming down and stuff, like, I don't know. I just had a feeling that he would bounce back, and he looks really good this year. Um the play calling a lot better. So you're um, not gonna give you're not gonna give Tony Pollard some credit, bro. Tony Pollard. I said he sprinkles on. in some oh, okay, nice yards. Okay, okay. Yeah, he makes some nice plays. Obviously, you got great weapons: C.D. Lamb, Wilson, um, Gallup when he comes back, and Coop. Uh, the tight ends are playing really well. So this offense just looks like an absolute powerhouse. The defense: Trayvon Diggs um, is a stud. Yeah, he is a stud. So um, yeah, they did what they had to do. Took care of business of a very depleted team, obviously. Um, the Giants, you can't help but feel bad for them. Um, but obviously, they did have that bright spot. In uh, Kadarius Toney, um, who is the human joystick right now in this league, um, he's a special player. He's got to keep his emotions in check. Can't be punching some dude <laughs> when you're literally the entire offense for a game. Um, but yeah, uh, it's looking like uh, it was a really rough week for um, Giants fans, losing all those players. Um, I don't think they're going to have any receivers this week because Tony got hurt too. So, uh, wow. yeah, it's, their, their offense is going to be absolutely – it's just going to be – They're headed to Los West. Angeles to take on the Rams. Yeah. That's going to so, be rough. Yeah, it's yeah, it could be – it could get ugly this week for them. This could be the turning point of the division right here. Cowboys have the Patriots next week. Should win that game. Should. Uh, the Eagles got the Buccaneers. That should be an L for the Eagles. The Giants have uh, the Rams. Should be an L. And the Washington football team got the Chiefs. So, if all things go well, Cowboys get to pull another game away. Um, and we'll see. Moving on, though, we got to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, taking on the San Francisco 49ers, who uh, put up a good fight 
fought all the way to the end. Unfortunately, just couldn't pull it off. I don't think Trey Lance is ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's running the ball a lot. I, I feel like he needs to sometimes just stay poised, stay in the pocket, and just let one go. Um, it's just Trey Lance, I, I feel like – I don't know whenever Jimmy G's coming back, but I think the 49ers team at the moment has a better chance of winning these games with Jimmy G as opposed to Trey Lance. Um, Kyler Murray did his thing. He didn't turn it, didn't turn it over on the air. Uh, 22 31, 239, and a touchdown. Um, the defense for the Cardinals actually stepped up today. I don't know if it was because Trey Lance wasn't ready to play or the defense actually looked good, but uh, they held the 49ers to 10 points. I, I feel bad for this 49ers team. Uh, Kittle is yeah. now an IR. I don't know what to do. That training staff needs some investigation because this, IR this early in the season, it's, just, it's very confusing. Uh, I feel bad for the 49ers. I feel bad for Kyle Shannon. We saw what this team could do whenever they were healthy. I don't think we will see them fully healthy for a long time. Yeah, this injury bug has been – it's just been so unfortunate for the Niners, um, especially offensively. Because this year, defensively at least, they've been good. Like holding the mm-hmm. Hawks or Cardinals to 17 points, very impressive. Um but obviously, Lance is not ready yet. Um, I think to what you're saying about the running, I think he does have a knee injury, so he could be out this week. So the, oh. they could be without Jimmy G and Trey Lance this week. Wow. Um, yeah, I, they're just um, they have. I think they have a black cloud over them in terms of injuries, and um, hopefully they can get a little bit healthy because they do look good. Like they can be a playoff team when healthy, um, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. But as far as the Cardinals go, took care of business. Um, not their best game, but obviously a divisional opponent. They're going to know tendencies and stuff, so it, that's probably why it was much closer than it should have been. Yeah, we're looking at NFC West right now. It's um, starting to become a two-team race. A lot of teams you're expecting a, you know, a four-team race. But injuries have hurt. The Seahawks and the 49ers, I think they were the ones that are anchoring down before, but now they're towards being past. The air uh, Moving on, we got to talk about the Browns and the Chargers week. Actually, I mean, I don't know that quote. Mm. The game was insane. I'm just going to have to play, bro. They look good. The Chubb, Kareem Hunt looked good. The Browns are offense and still managed to lose the game. I don't even know how. Five yards of total offense, no turns, still lose the game. Kareem um, Hunt, that combo is so – I do not want to play the Browns. Uh, if they can tie up on defense, I don't know what happened on defense. Defense was supposed to be uh, top five the mm-hmm. game, and they're just – they struggle with Justin Herbert. Uh, OBJ, I, I do have concerns. I don't know what OBJ and Baker—they obviously they're not. I don't, I don't know what's going on. They just like they have no chemistry on the field. The trade deadline, I think you might have to trade options because Jarvis Landry's about back up, and um, it's just like more mouths to feed for Baker. David yeah. and Joku stepped to the plate. I don't know what's going on with. I, I don't know what's going to go on with that. But now I got to talk about Justin Herbert, bro. I said he was going to be top five by the end of the year. He's ready top five right now, man. This guy is crazy, bro. We saw the – y'all saw the throws he made in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It feels like when he throws the ball, it never slows down. You know when quarterbacks are lofted up, like Russ has lofted up? This man, Justin Herbert, got some speed on the ball, and it goes – it drops it right in the bucket. Or, like, 398 yards down. If he did not play a better game, there would be – and came back and won 26 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's – Team. Save their lives last Brandon Staley had his team aggressive, bro. I've seen I've overcoming the kicker. That's what I'm saying. Overcoming the kicker. They do not care about kicking this league. I think it was a fourth and eleven in the fourth quarter. Inside the button screw it. We're gonna go for it. And they got it, bro. This they have so much confidence just whenever the charger on um you're gonna expect something crazy. is coming into his form. He now, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, Jalen Guyton. I mean, they, they got 
this Chargers team is something serious. The Chiefs, I think, um, they better this division not unlock anymore like it used to be the past four years. Yeah, this Chargers team is scary. And Herbert, I mean, he is up there in the MVP combo right now. Um, he's he's a special talent. Like you said, he put some speed on those footballs. Um, very accurate, very poised, and they have so much trust in him. I haven't I haven't seen anything like it. Um, just they just don't care. They go for it on fourth all the time. Um, and Who goes like, on fourth and eleven, bro? There's no exactly reason. like going for it in their own territory. Like they do not care, and they convert. Um, they have one of the highest percentages in the league, um, and their defense. Um, can make enough plays, um, especially on that last drive, like our last two drives for the Browns. They they um, they held up and made stops and when the Browns just could not get stops. Eckler is a beast, um, strongest pound-for-pound pound running back in the league. Um, but, yeah, I got to talk – I mean, as the, Herbert is going to be special for years to come. I think Mahomes has to be worried. The Chiefs have to be worried because this Chargers roster is really nice too. They got a good team. They have a lot of talent on defense and obviously offensively with Mike Williams, Jared Cook, um, Keenan Allen. I mean, even their rookie receiver, Josh Palmer, was making plays. I mean, they, they're they're loaded and they're going to be a scary team this year. Um, but Browns and Baker, um, I think Baker is just average, man. Um, no, I he mean, did no. Make, he, he made some nice throws, but – and like at the end of the game, am I scared of him? No. I would say this when he doesn't have that play action going for him, like at the end of the game, the defense is no. They, I mean, they're not worried. They know yeah, exactly. they, they, he will kill you to play action. He has to play with a lead. It's it's just how he is. That's how Baker is. Like Colin said, when I know you have to throw the ball, what can you do for me? And mm-hmm. in those situations this year, um, he hasn't shown up against the Chiefs week one. And this past week against uh, the Chargers, um, when he's had to throw the ball, um, he really hasn't been able to put his team over the top. So um, I think that's a concern moving forward. And a bigger concern is that OBJ and Baker chemistry, it just does not look like they click. Um, I think you're right. They should look for trades because when Landry comes back, they still have a lot of weapons. You have Hooper, you have Harrison Bryant, you have Peoples-Jones, Higgins, and Landry. Um like you said, it's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. On top of that amazing run game that is just out of this world with these two running backs. They're so good. Um, they can do so much for you. I think um, the right thing to do is to try to trade Beckham and see if you can get any draft compensation. Because mm-hmm. um, they they just they don't need him. Um, I don't think he is the problem, but they just don't need him. Um, and that defense has to step up. They have too much talent to be letting go 47 points. Mm. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Browns. I, I mean, I wish OBJ – I want to see the OBJ of 2016 again, man. Same. I want to see him go crazy. And it's not like it's Baker's fault. It's just the chemistry is just not there. Um, I'm glad it's not affecting the team yet. But I, at any point now, I mean, I could see OBJ getting mad. He's not getting the ball. And we'll see what happens yeah. moving forward. The last game we got to talk about, though, last night, Monday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts heading over to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. M&T Bank was emptying out. I was saw on TV, everybody was headed for the stands at, like, middle of the fourth quarter. Oh, man. Carson Wentz had 400 yards, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor went crazy. I think he had a total of uh, 160 yards uh, all-purpose with two touchdowns. He won some fancy leagues there. And then the Colts look good. I mean, when you have a Carson Wentz throwing the ball for 400 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks, I don't expect you guys to lose that game. But, of course, there's always a big but. Rodrigo Blankenship was hurt. He missed two field goals. The, the first one, he missed the second one. He got blocked. Um, and that was a story of the game because Lamar Jackson did not quit, and he played the best game he's ever played. It's always the damn Monday night games with Lamar Jackson, man. Um, he had six incompletions, 442 yards, and four touchdowns, 62 yards on the, on the ground. Uh, and he played probably the most perfect game a quarterback could have played. Um, he never gave up on the team. I got to give him so much credit. 
he should be inserted back into the MVP conversation because without Lamar Jackson, this game's a blowout. What did I say last week, bro? This game's a blowout. Yeah, I know. You're right. Um, I got to say, Mar- Marquise Brown, remember when we were talking about breakout year for Marquise Brown, like last year, I think this is the year that Marquise Brown breaks out. He's looking good. Whenever he catches the ball, he's got it. Mark Andrews is a weapon in the middle. Um, and this Ravens team with the way things are going, I want to see a clash between Herbert and Lamar next week, and then I can decide who's the better quarterback because I feel like whoever wins that might be on a smooth path to MVP, man. Uh, Lamar, though, 400 yards. He backed up his second career 300-yard game with a 400-yard performance. Got to give him credit. Uh, he looked good. And the Colts, man, you guys. <laughs> you, I don't know how you can't, come you back can't lose that. You, can't lie, you cannot lose that game. I don't care if Clay's Campbell somehow snuck through and blocked the field goal. There is no excuse to, for you to be up. I think it was 22 to three in the third quarter, and you guys blow the lead. Um, maybe a little part is on Frank Reich. Um, yeah, I, I think they should have ran the ball more with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he only had 15 carries. I feel like he could have ran up for a lot more. They were gashing them. Yeah, they were gashing them through the ground, through the air, and they just decided to play conservative and give Lamar the ball back. And that's that all she wrote. Yeah, I mean, this – Kind of answered any question you had about Lamar Jackson, whether he could throw, whether he could play from behind, um, whether he could play without the run game. And he did all that yesterday. They Obviously, that record does not stand anymore for them. They, I think they had 86 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And Lamar had 62 of them. Um, it looked like this whole game, or like at least through three quarters, nothing was going the Ravens' way. Um they got to the one-yard line um, to score their first touchdown, and obviously Lamar fumbled. Mm-hmm. They had that little lateral that went back for a touchdown, got called back, and the Colts just gashed them anyway and scored to make it 22-3. to um, Hope was waning, um, but Lamar never gave up. I mean, 37-43, of 43, that's 86% completion percentage, 442 yards and four touchdowns. Um, and the defense knew he had to throw. And that's something we were saying about Baker, and he couldn't deliver. And Lamar delivered um, just amazing drives back to back to back. Um, Dude was just on fire. Um, He could not miss. Mm -hmm. Um, The throw to Marquise Brown was amazing um, on that long touchdown. Um, And he was just feeding Andrews. Andrews was absolutely eating. And there were throws down the field in the middle of the field. Um, There were difficult throws, and he was making them on the money. Yes, it doesn't look pretty. It's not like Herbert's just beautiful ball he throws. <laughs> it's it's he flicks his really it's a quick release. It's not pretty. It's not it's but it gets the job done. And he's really shown his improvement as a passer this year. I said it even the first game, like he's more willing to stay in the pocket and find his receiver instead of run the ball all the time. And when he does choose to run the ball, it's absolutely special. Like some of these, he's rolling out. The defender has the angle, and he still just turns the corner and goes by them. Like, it's amazing what he does. Some of the things, running the ball, uh, I mean, he's one of a kind. He's a special talent. Um, he Yet again, he leads the league in air yards per attempt, yards per attempt for this season. So he's shown he can beat you with his arm. And obviously all those people who said he should have been a wide receiver, he's a <laughs> back, please just shut up now because this dude is – He is on another level. Um, He is in the MVP conversation. And if the Ravens can have like a 13 and 4, 14 and 3 record, I don't see why he can't be the MVP because they had so many injuries coming into the season. Obviously, he does not have all his his linemen um, now. So, um, yeah, just very impressive by Lamar. Wentz did look pretty good. Um, Obviously, 400 yards plus, but it looked like they didn't want his ball, uh, they didn't want the ball in his hands. Um, on that drive where the um, field goal got blocked. Um, they ran it three straight plays, um, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. Like, yeah, they didn't want they, – they wanted to kill the clock. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like you got to um, go for the kill in that scenario because yeah. Frank Wright is Mr. Oh, yeah, I love going for it on fourth down, but you don't do that on third? It doesn't make sense to me. And um, also, you knowing that Blankenship was hurt, 
Yeah. I mean, that's just dumb. And they had an opportunity to win the game at the end. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and I know. You got I scared. Think you got there. scared of Calais because Calais got through again and he hooked it the other yeah. way. It's just – Colts are down bad, man. Um, before we get off this call, though, we got to talk about John Gruden's situation in Las Vegas. I don't want to get into the contents of the emails, but I, I did say this would be John Gruden's last season as the coach of the Raiders. I didn't think this was how it was going to be or how he would have went out. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see John Gruden ever be part of the NFL again. I mean, what he said about the commissioner, what he said about the – just. Everybody. He offended literally every single person that he possibly could have. Um, he went through it. He clean sweeped yeah. all the possible clean, groups yeah. he could. A, queen, a clean sweep on everybody. Um, it's just – I'm not shocked by it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm literally not shocked by this news. Um, you know, Gruden is very outspoken. I, I didn't know if he was – I mean, we saw Keyshawn Johnson say that he was for, for a long time um, a, fraud. a fraud. So I, I guess, I guess John, I mean, I guess it's good that the NFL has, um, has lost one of, you know, the most offensive people in the league. And I, I think the, the Vegas Raiders are done for the season. I don't know how you're going to recover from this, uh, losing your coach in week five of the year. Uh, I, I think if, yeah, yeah, in this type of fashion, um, yeah, it's just going to be a rough, rough turnaround for the Raiders. They lost. They shouldn't have even lost. To, I mean, it's just I don't even know what to say anymore. But, yeah, that's, all, that's what I got to say about it. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible look for Gruden, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was some of the stuff he said was very, very offensive, um, just inexcusable, um, especially in this day and age. You can't be doing mm-hmm. that. Um, and. He offended like every possible minority group you could on top of offending the commissioner. And obviously <laughs> the Washington football team has to be involved in this because it was because <laughs> of the investigation of us um, that oh. these emails got released. So um, bad look for obviously my team and horrible look for Gruden. Um, I honestly, he hasn't been a good coach. Um lately ever since he won that super bowl and like Keyshawn was saying like he's he's trying to sell you something that isn't true and he won the super bowl with tony dungy's players and um he hasn't really had much success since and it's just the stuff he said is just absolutely inexcusable can't be doing that um if you read the article i mean there's a lot of messed up stuff that he said um about the commissioner um pictures explicit pictures were sent of yeah like you just it just there's no way you can come back from that i think this is the last we've seen of john gruden um and it's just unfortunate that um people actually came out and defended him and all this stuff came out and i just it's just a very terrible situation that we have for the raiders and i don't see them turning it around Mm. Yeah, um, that is all we have for this week. Next week, it's the NBA preview, but we also got some games we got to highlight next week. I mean, we got the Chargers and the Ravens. I've been mm-hmm. excited about this game for a couple weeks now. Um, it's going to look like – that might be an AFC Championship preview. Who knows? Uh, that's going to be a good game. And then we also have uh, – I believe it's uh, – let me see. I, I think it's uh, Cardinals-Browns. That's also going to be a very good game. We'll see what the, the Cardinals' uh, defense can do about the Browns' offense and see how the Browns respond. So, yeah, um, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Thank you, Shrey. And yes, thank, you all for, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, guys. Peace.